0: but don't worry, we can fix everything in post. All right, well, I'm Gary Smith with Nectar Bridge and I'm with Stephanie Lichtenstein. I have trouble with your last name.
1: Very close. Uh, Very close. Stephanie Lichtenstein, yeah. Don't worry about it, it happens to everyone.
0: (laughs) With Micromedia Marketing. And that's a Chicago-based agency that I've done some business with and they focus on social media and influencer marketing Stephanie tell us more about your agency
1: sure so I started micromedia marketing 2009 in New York City and I had a background in working with other agencies that offered every service under the sun Um, but my passion was always social media and social media over the past 10 years of running this agency has grown and it changes pretty much every day um So from Facebook to Instagram to Snapchat, we really stay on top of trends and strategies for our clients.
0: Okay. You talked about how it changes rapidly, and I'm going to jump to a question along those lines. Um, How has social changed in the past five years, do you think?
1: Well, it's gotten to be a lot more about stories and videos and things that are happening right now that might only last for 24 hours instead of content that you spend a long time putting together. Um, Back in the day, we used to focus a lot on blogger outreach. And now we really focus on working with Instagram influencers. And the big difference is that content and the way that products and services are presented is through more authentic relationships and more candid behind the scenes um, type of content. And a lot of that takes place now on stories.
0: Okay. How does a story compare to relate to, or how is it different than the timeline view on a lot of platforms?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so when we're working out a strategy for a client, we think about topics that people are going to want to see or or read a little bit more about that are on a consistent basis. So we'll put out a, a content calendar, And we'll schedule things out. So let's say we want to get a quote or a testimonial um, from a customer or a client. That's something that we might want that to live on the timeline. And that's more long term. And we'll plan around that. Whereas this past week, I was at a conference um, covering social for a client. And um, so even for them, you know, we're planning out these great testimonial videos and all of that's going to live on the timeline. But when I was there, I was taking a lot of behind the scenes footage. So when speakers were up on stage, I was trying to tweet and do Insta stories of these great quick snippets, Um, maybe just a quick one-liner tip that we would go out there and we would share in real time on a story. So it's something that might be uh, a little bit shorter. Uh, the, The Insta stories are usually like 15 seconds long videos. And then that's something that is usually in that moment in real time, or it might even be behind the scenes. And then the timeline content is something that is more strategized, and you want that to live on the page long term.
0: Okay, so the the content on stories is more um, the engagement is more short term and tends to happen pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I told you before we started rolling about a really probably atrociously bad video I did this morning that was just kind of goofing on the fact that I'm not at Imagine. And it's just my drive to work. And it was just intentionally really boring interstate and walking downtown footage.
1: I think Montgomery. that's pretty fun. <laughs> we'll I'm going gonna, gonna to check it out when yeah. we get off
0: of this call. Yeah, we'll see what the reaction is. Um, I'm reminded of my friend Kaylin Jordan, who's on sabbatical right now and he's he's talking about not being at Imagine and we're, we're gonna, I guess we'll have to compare stories from Austin, Texas and Montgomery, Alabama.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing with social is just to also have some fun with it. Yeah. It, it is about being social and building those relationships online. So I think people will get a kick out of what, what you shared today. Okay,
0: we'll find out. What What's your ideal client? What's the kind of company that you're looking for and who do you think you can help the most?
1: Okay. Thanks for asking that. Um, we definitely focus on e-commerce brands. We work with a lot of stay at home moms and we focus a lot on brands that are targeting women. So we've worked a lot in fashion, beauty, and home decor. Um, so e-commerce for small to medium sized brands, we love to grow and and build up those brands.
0: Okay. I think that's sort of the, uh, um, Thing about you and me is we come from really different backgrounds. Almost everything I've done has been B2B. Yeah. And when I was in the wearable space, it was stuff like whatever the opposite of fashion is, like company uniforms and that kind of thing. Right. So, um, what are the biggest things that you wish companies were doing differently on social, especially maybe those smaller or mid sized kind of yeah. companies?
1: there's a couple things one is lack of consistency so just to be realistic with yourself and how often you can really post on social media if you're just posting very randomly or here and there when you have something going on you're not gonna see a big return and there's not a lot of thought behind what you're doing Um, so you want to think about what do you want to accomplish out of social media and then have an actual plan and call to action behind what you're doing. So just randomly posting, you're not gonna see a big response from that. And then I guess the second thing that um, gets me sometimes is when a CEO might give their social media to an intern or Mm. even to maybe a family member that's younger. And that's (laughs) fine. It's something, it's not rocket science, it's something that can can be learned. But you have to be very careful because when someone's posting on behalf of your company, they don't know who it is. They probably think it might be the marketing person or the CEO. They don't know that it's an intern. So if they say something that's wrong or outside of your company guidelines, um, that's important to set your brand voice and to have some guidelines and some goals for the person that's running your social media to make sure that they're, they're posting professional content.
0: Very good. What trends do you see coming down the pike in the next two or three years? What do we need to be aware of? Maybe, maybe getting ready to do a little differently in social.
1: So, you know, I talked about video and Insta stories a lot, so it's important even if, um, even if you're at your B2B, like I was saying at at this conference last week, um, there could be people that are behind the company that are seen as the face of the company. A lot of clients have content right now that looks like catalog type. Um, when I first start working with them and, and I see this in, in B2B as well. Um, the, the photography and the content is very something you would see in a magazine, but what people really want to see is not only a product or a service, but a testimonial, like a video of how someone benefited from your service. Or a real, real person, a real customer talking about the product or actually using the product or showcasing how the product is beneficial to them. Um, That kind of content, I think, is going to continue to grow. And, um, you know, video is going to continue to grow. And also going live and being interactive with your fans, um, because now, across different platforms you can you can stream live but you can also answer questions in real time and i think that's a real benefit too um as a business to really interact with your audience and not have a one-sided conversation but actually include them in the conversation and that can help you to pick um the best products that you're going to release like i have clients that do research and development on there before they decide what they're going to do like you see Kickstarter and these different places where people launch and get feedback through social first and um, just including your customers in that conversation could be really beneficial to your company as well.
0: Okay, so sort of like prototype it or put it out there and see how it's getting traction in the marketplace before really putting it on the main catalog?
1: Yeah, having them be a part of that decision process because if you're targeting the right audience, you know, I can save you a lot of time and money and then you can be a lot more successful with what you roll out.
0: Okay. And flip side of that coin, you talked about, don't be too much, uh, don't have the images be too slick too catalog like Be be social, be conversational. Some of the platforms are increasingly offering, um, well, I'll just say the buy now button or a buy a buy online functionality right, right from the platform. It's there's an obvious incentive for the platforms themselves because they get to monetize that. But um, are there some pitfalls to watch out for in trying to roll that out for some brands?
1: Um, I, some of that haven't had that before, like Pinterest, are starting to roll it out, mm-hmm. and it could be a great traffic driver and a great sales driver. Um, but on some platforms it's, it can get a lot more expensive than others. So I would say to focus more on targeting a more niche audience, um, than just competing with everyone that's running ads, because if you can get like retargeting ads work really well. Um, if you can get people that are really interested in, in your products and get in front of those people, those will probably convert. Um, but it's getting more competitive. And in some cases it can be pretty expensive. So it doesn't always work. So you, you shouldn't try to look after targeting a really large audience. You should try to get more niche and, and focus on, on the right audience and not just, you know, everyone that's out there. Okay,
0: great. Well, um, anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um, well, I, I wish you, I was going to ask you if you were coming out to Chicago for IRCE, because we're going to be out there. Um, it's in
0: June, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's going to be at the end of June.
0: No present plans, but um, hey, I'm getting the wanderlust. As a matter of fact, yeah, uh, I believe June, when you and I saw each other at IRCE last year, that may have been the last time I went anywhere on a major out-of-state work trip, so um having in the past gone somewhere like once a month and frankly getting a little tired yeah, of traveling. Yeah, you have on a lot
1: of shows. Yeah. Uh,
0: now I'm ready to get out. I'm tan rested and ready. I'm ready, ready to get out there. So.
1: Well, if not, maybe we could do another video.
0: Absolutely. I'll, we'll call
1: you in from IRC and we can see there you what, go. what trends are going on there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, Thank you for right. having me. Thank okay. you. Have a good day. You too.
0: See you.